Hi, everybody, and welcome to Chesapeake Chats on the Hallmarkies podcast. We're so glad you joined us today. The gang's all here as we talk about the season finale, season six finale, not only the season finale, but the series finale. Oh my gosh, it is over. Chesapeake Shores is over. And what do you what do you feel about that? You know, I feel like the last two seasons were so good. I got like back into like loving the show and like caring about the characters so much. Um, so it, it feels um, it feels bittersweet. I think that the show got better again, and you know, we got some you know some things tied up and some good storylines um, the last two seasons. And um, you know, I'm pleased with the finale, like what they did. So it's. It's a bittersweet, um, you know, ending, um, but I think they, they did a good job with it. Yeah. Casey, yeah. what about you? I agree. I got misty eyed. I'm not going to lie. I was like, am I getting misty eyed over Chesapeake Shores? Oh, I sure am. <laughs> what is happening? 2018 Casey would be like, what? But yeah, I agree. I, it was a beautiful tie up. There were so many things that needed to be wrapped up and I love how everybody was put in a good place, even if we didn't know the outcomes of different things. Everybody is in a good place right now. Mm-hmm. I still want more, you guys. Hallmark, because I know you listen to us. We want more in some way or fashion. I mean, Sign Sealed went from a TV series to movie series, just saying. So I, I, I really wanted more. And I really felt like these last two seasons really let the actors shine. Mm-hmm. I think that it really showcased their abilities. And I had been saying that for years. I've said, this has been a stellar cast. I just felt like they were suppressed in a lot of different ways. Right. And these last two seasons specifically, I feel like the writing has showcased their abilities and they've really shown into a, a little bit more with a specific character and actor that I'm thinking of with this last episode in particular I'd appreciate that like it was it was a very satisfying ending very sad very very misty I right well I kind of feel I feel the exact same way that you guys did I think that this episode specifically being the last one really struck the right chord for me it was it was tender it was everyone has this their happily ever after and in different ways but at the same time we want more because these happily ever afters are just the beginning of a new chapter for so for maybe all of the characters. Yeah. So we of course we want more, but to end it this way is really really what I was hoping for cuz I want a happy ending. Mm-hmm. You know, like I want that happily ever after for everybody. That's why I like Hallmark <laughs> so much. <laughs> that's why I'm a fan (laughs) (laughs) that's right isn't that why we all love Hallmark because we know what we're investing in a happy ending which is what we Mm want to see world everything's crazy and unpredictable so it's nice to get you know and the O'Briens have been crazy, have been unpredictable. They have gone, you know, the highs and lows and you just see them entering this new era. Um, this, they gave us so much family togetherness in this episode. Again, we'll, we'll get to that, but, um, before we jump into this episode specifically, okay. Last recap, when we, um, talked about episodes eight and nine, Casey and I were kind of wondering and curious about the, 
show titles. Why did they title these shows the way they did? And we knew these writers, they're, they're creative, they're thoughtful men. And so we were like, okay, there's, there's gotta be a story about this. And Casey actually got some answers for us. I did. Our friend Mark, you may know him as Mark Legan, who is one of the showrunners of this show, <laughs> reached out and shared that the titles are found in the Great American Song Book. So you can Google every title and find the classic song. And for those of you who don't know Thief and Mark, you should go back and listen to our interviews with them from last year or last year, earlier this year time's relevant but sometime in the past um and you'll know that they're also um classic movie lovers as well so this also kind of ties into their personalities I feel like but I put together a little Spotify playlist um called Chessie's season six and I will share it in the show notes for y'all um but the best is yet to come which was episode one that is by Frank Sinatra um so you know we have Sinatra we've got Dean Martin Cole Porter Etta uh, Etta Jones Nat King Cole um Ella Fitzgerald so see lots of good I knew it I knew there was a story there that's just tied in their love for the old old films and the classics and uh, this is it's got to be a great playlist now that you name all those names I'm gonna have to it, it is a good playlist i um i put it on for a little bit i was like oh yeah this song okay yeah i'm i'm terrible at putting songs with their titles right and then songs with their singers i just i know i just like the song and then i hear it and then i'm like oh yeah that's right so anyways thanks yeah. for the fun tidbit mark <laughs> yes thanks thanks for that we really appreciate it like she said we'll we'll put the spotify playlist on um, the information here, at least on, under the YouTube channel, hopefully under iTunes as well. Um, Casey, what else were you going to say about, you mentioned something about Kevin's, um, Kevin's oh, backstory. Kevin's backstory. We had questions about Kevin's backstory too last episode. Because it and wasn't so, a surprise to us that he was going to med school. We were like, didn't he go to med school? Yes. So, um, Again, Mark says that even though they didn't have anything to do with the early stories, Kevin's backstory was that he was a pre-med, but then dropped out to join the army. Yes. So okay. he got the training as a medic. So totally different than going to med school. Which he was is different. Medic training. Mm-hmm. Um, back home became an ENT, EMT okay. and now wants to go back to med school to become a doctor. So great. Yes. So it's, it's there in the recesses of Chesapeake Shores, the history of Kevin O'Brien. <laughs> it takes a village. <laughs> it does take a village to um, remember all these details and everything like that. So thank you. Thank you for clearing some of that stuff up. Okay. Okay. Let's jump into this episode, episode 10. This one is called All or Nothing at All. And um, man, every scene was so important. Every word was so important. Every conversation, I was like, this is the last, (laughs) last conversation. Like, what are they saying? I've got to pay attention. Loved it. Loved how it started out. And what did you think of their rush? They rushed to the hospital, pick right back up where they belong. What did you think? I was just like, oh no. I was (laughs) like, Sarah's gonna have this baby in the ambulance and then she did and you know <laughs> had to deliver his own baby which you know good thing you know 
Good thing she has a paramedic husband. She could just call and be like, hey, I got to go to the hospital now. If they still couldn't even make it uh, that far. I liked it. You know, we got right into the, you know, having the baby, um, you know, immediately. And then, you know, Mick and Megan, like, you know, going from their dinner with this exciting news they have and rushing, you know, to see, meet their grandbaby. I thought it was a great way to start it. Um, I, I, um, I was like, this ring thing, I was like, this is just not, I was like, someone's going to choke on this ring. Like, <laughs> like when it's in like a drink, like at least you have it, you know, you can maybe see it, you know, but when it's like a custard, like a pudding, I was just like, oh. <laughs> that was so funny. And sure enough. I know that one didn't choke. Yeah, someone's like chipping their tooth on <laughs> their teeth. That's right. That's right. So I, I loved it too. I loved that they, when they were in the hospital room and um, everyone's trying to be quiet for the baby and they were like, should we share our news? And they wanted to get so excited, but they couldn't because the baby was sleeping. And I thought that was just a real comical scene. That was, that was really fun. Yeah. Was yeah so mm -hmm. fun. Yeah. Uh, she had that baby fast though, man, for her first. Oh my gosh. <laughs> yeah. It just shot out of the shop. I mean, it I must mean, have. I'm like, how far was she, do they live from the hospital? I'm like, it could have been like, how long was that? Yeah. She, she, she was like, oh, you know what? I got this laboring at home. She's probably like, I'm laboring at home. Yes. Hours. <laughs> I think, I think for sure she's a tough fire woman and turned like lieutenant or chief I kind of forget her title sorry but she's the boss and she's she's got a high pain tolerance yeah. I would guess I mean yeah lady mm -hmm. lady go Sarah <laughs> so good um what do we think of baby Mick so so sweet so let me just clarify from a couple episodes. We said that this baby was the first grandchild. We were recording really late. So we forgot Carrie and Caitlin are also of this clan. We meant grandson. We meant grandson. grandson. <laughs> yes. Yes. Grandson. Grandson. You know, I had a feeling they were going to name that baby Mick. No. See, that totally surprised me. Really? Yeah. I was yeah. surprised too. I was like, oh my gosh. I was like, okay. Yeah. Yeah. I, I think it was just the, it's like, it's the final <laughs> season. It's the finale. So that's where my brain went. As soon as they said, they said it was a boy, I immediately thought they're going to name this baby Mick. Well, I think it was very fitting. I thought it was really sweet. You know, mm -hmm. they really honored Mick as the patriarch. Um, but I was so geared up for one of those Irish names that he was talking about, you know, Finnan or... <sighs> Rogan or something, but um, they definitely chose Mick. Okay, one other funny thing that I think about the hospital scene, what was this compilation of O'Briens in this hospital room? It was Mick, Megan, Bree, Connor, sure. David? <laughs> I did think that was, that was a little odd, I will say. I, I did find that a little odd only because like, I think it would be, I mean, I'm not super close to you, either of my brother-in-laws, yeah. but I don't know. <laughs> yeah. It was already weird enough when I was, when I had my infant 
and my sister-in-law and her husband came in and I'm like exposed exposed. yeah so I mean like you know but I mean tv magic I wish I looked as good as Sarah when I gave birth (laughs) it's fine it's fine so if I looked like that it wouldn't bother me but it was funny because I was looking I was looking around the room and I'm like where's Jess yeah where's Abby you know like Jess and Abby weren't there I just thought that was so funny but then they like cut right to a scene where Jess and Abby are in the kitchen talking to Mick and Megan about their engagement you know and it's like this cute um you know, family rate. Jess is going to give them the family rate. And I, I just thought that was so funny. I don't know if there's any explanation for why the girls weren't there or, or if it doesn't just, it just doesn't matter, but it just struck, struck my funny bone. <laughs> uh, and then right after that scene, does it, don't we jump to Jess and David? Or no, we jump to Connor and Margaret. See, <laughs> I don't okay you guys (laughs) okay here's what was in my head obviously we know something and I in my head I think that Abby and Jess aren't there because Jess is having a freak out moment talk with Abby about things that we find out (laughs) later it's off screen it's in my head it's scripted that's why they weren't there and Jess is saying here, we're, we're just going to make this up because it's the last season. I mean, it's fine. So <laughs> Jess shoves David out. She needs she needs time alone with Abby. And she's like, here, David, you go see my sister. I got to talk to my sister. What about? I don't uh, just go. Bye. Bye. <laughs> and David's like, OK, I guess I'll represent both me and Jess at the hospital. And Jess is having a freak out moment with Abby. <laughs> that's, that's a great explanation. I should write that fanfic. You you should. (laughs) Ho, ho, ho. We'd like to take a second and thank our sponsor for this episode of the podcast. It's the Hallmarkies Patreon. Do you love Hallmarkies podcasts, especially at Christmas? Do you enjoy the holiday previews, recaps, interviews, and bonus episodes? If the answer is yes, please consider supporting the Hallmarkies Patreon. We need your help to do what we do both during the Christmas season and all year round. But not only do you help a podcast led by strong, independent women by becoming a Patreon, you get to become a part of the Hallmarkies family. Starting at only $2 a month as a patron, you will have access to our Facebook Patreon group where we talk about the movies, shows, and more all year. We also have many monthly patron watch-alongs with guests like Lacey Chabert, Natalie Hall, Paul Campbell, Mary Lou Henner, and more, giving their behind-the-scenes details of their films. As a patron, you also have the chance to provide input into the podcast and even join us at different tiers. So this Christmas season, spread some cheer to the Hallmarkies Patreon and become a member today. You won't regret it. Go to patreon.com slash Hallmarkies to learn more. That's patreon.com slash Hallmarkies. It could be that. Anyway, small little detail. I thought that was so funny. You know, we're just we're just kicking off the, the episode here and already have these beautiful family moments. And one thing they did really well with this episode is that is something like that. David's there, you know, in the in the room and um the um 
you know, they have interactions with all the significant others that were that were kind of tender and sweet. And so mm -hmm. it's like the family is growing. Mick said that at the very end, you know, the family is growing and you definitely get that sense. Mm -hmm. Happy to see all of them together. So, um, OK, well, let's jump in. Let's just talk couple by couple. Let's talk about all of their happily ever afters. And then um, I definitely want to talk about the wedding at the end and how everything wrapped up in that way. But um, while we're talking about Mick and Megan's engagement, let's let's digest their storyline here a little bit. Um, they're planning a wedding yeah. fast. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I was like, so how long was this supposed to be since I didn't, I, I, Mick, I guess I missed that. I don't know. No, they really didn't give us a time frame. Okay, I didn't think so. I was like, did I miss that? Okay. No. No, they didn't get married in tomorrow, 48 hours, 72 hours, something. Just right. Enough right. time for Sarah and Kevin to go home with the baby and then, you know, come back to the wedding with the baby and stuff like that. But um, so I thought they were they were just so cute the way they were trying to do things right. They wanted to do things right this time. Yeah, you know this the superstitions of not seeing each other the day of mm -hmm. something borrowed something blue something old something new you know that kind of was a a cute little theme throughout mm -hmm. but yeah 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 any thoughts on mom and dad getting married Casey I I love that we incorporated Gran into this Oh man, we missed Gran this season. I mean, obviously there are other things that were keeping her from coming. Yeah. Um, which is very understandable. You know, we want to protect Diane Ladd. Yeah. Protect her. Mm -hmm. Um, but I I really appreciated the shout out that they gave Gran and how she was the one that sent Megan a little token for the wedding. Mm -hmm. So um, yeah, so sweet. Yeah. Yeah. that was that was very sweet and i liked how they both the whole episode they were sure you know they were they were sure they were they were doing it she's taking time off they're gonna go travel the world mm -hmm. he's retiring which wow. and did you even anticipate that would be a part of this like he would retire i didn't really think so i just you know we just know how Hardy's worked, how long he's worked, he has his own, you know, company, like that's no small feat, you know, mm -hmm. and so I didn't, yeah, I wasn't even thinking of that, I wasn't even thinking like, oh yeah, he's gonna retire, um, so I was kind of like, wow, I was like, okay, um, that's a big deal for him, you know, mm -hmm. um, yeah, but, um, you know, I think it's good, of course he has Abby, Abby is super hard worker, reliable, um, dependable, <laughs> Um, so he knows he's leaving it in. Yeah. And yeah. So, yeah. Sure helps. <laughs> yeah. I didn't see it coming either, but it didn't surprise me. Mm -hmm. It was one of those things where I was like, wait, whoa. Okay. Yes. You yes, know, because I, I feel like that was a really great move for Mick because the re I mean, there's lots of reasons why he and Megan fell apart, but he was such a workaholic before and he yeah. really put his work. I don't want to say he put his work before his family, but it definitely was a high priority. And I think yeah. at times he did put it before his family. I mean, you know, as a parent, you always do the best you can. And sometimes you think that making the sacrifices are for the better of your family until you look back and you're like, Ooh, maybe I should have, you know, 
I should have shut down the computer at five. I should have gone to the baseball game, even if it was an hour away or just different things like that. And so I think having him retire and then having him um, and Megan get married again, it really does show a brand new chapter for him Mm -hmm. and his storyline and his relationship with Megan. Because now it's just the two of them like Mm -hmm. to be really cliche two of them against the world (laughs) um and nothing's stopping him now I mean like there's no excuses for him not to spend the time with Megan I mean he can he I'm sure his 401k is pretty good Mm -hmm. um so he can travel the world without any extra phone calls from work and he can spend time investing in her and all the years that they lost and his grandchildren and his children and all of the things and um, you know, he worked hard. He really did. So I, I really liked all of these things tying in for his storyline to just really showcase the end of one season and the beginning of a new one for him. I totally agree. I, I sat there going, oh, of course, of course he would do this. He would retire and pass it off to Abby. And I appreciated their conversation, you know, that she as a very very much appear with him in business understood like how is this going to be for you this is your job really has been everything to you for a long mm-hmm. time and he says you know yeah I really regret that it has been sometimes it has been everything to me mm-hmm. and I hope you don't make that same mistake mm-hmm. and so really kind of mentoring her in that way this you and I are like this could be everything to you. I hope you don't make that same mistake. And he really actually spoke into Evan in that same manner when he and Evan had a one-on-one conversation this, this episode, really kind of saying, Hey, you know, life, life is short, life is short. And I, you need to, um, or time flies. I think that's what he said. Time flies, you know, really consider your priorities. And so he really, really set the two of them up, I think, to, um, to make a good step in for their mm-hmm. future. But um, he, he learned that the hard way. He yeah. really did. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. I appreciated that. Go ahead, Ann. Sorry. I was just going to say that was great advice that he uh-huh. took his own experience, you know, to give to them both. Um, that's that's good totally totally and that he even said like sobriety you know like there was a couple important things that he mentioned retirement marriage sobriety it's all I'm gonna wake up for life I'm gonna wake up and be present you know um yeah Yeah. he's in a good place yeah good place he is he really is I'm I'm so glad that you know because he this season you know he went through so much um so I'm really glad that he's in a good place and yeah. focused on Megan, his sobriety, his grandkids, his kids. Yeah. yeah. So good. Yeah. And so. something tells me that Mick's going to come back from touring the world with Megan and he's going to be like, Abby, you've got to hire me on per diem. <laughs> I, I'm sure. <laughs> just, you know, just as like a contract worker. That's what right. my dad did when he retired. He was in the nursing field for 45 years plus and he's like I'm gonna retire he talked about retirement from the time I was a kid (laughs) finally he turned 65 and he's like peace I'm out and then six months later he's like oh yeah I'm working again and I'm like but you retired what are you talking (laughs) about he's like no 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 it's just per diem it's just per diem and he was working 
he, he was funny and I it just reminds me of something that Mick would do like that really yeah. hard worker it's sometimes you're like what do I do with my life right now so hey you know ideas hallmark futures you know <laughs> movies for Chesapeake Shores <laughs> well he did something really precious too that um it didn't really make sense to him his whole life after they divorced he kept Megan's wedding band and she, and he gave it back to her um as her something old old something old mm-hmm. I think that's because I was thinking about that and I was like hmm. I was like how would I feel if that was me right and then you know I was like you know I think that I think that that shows just that he I don't know like why didn't he get rid of it you know it just shows like I mean you could have pawned it and gotten money I mean you could do anything pass it on to somebody I mean you could do anything with it mm-hmm. and <clears throat> I think it just shows how he you know he wasn't done he didn't he didn't want to let it go yeah He's, right there's a reason in his you know yeah. in his heart in his mind that he kept it mm-hmm. and so if I was her I'd be like okay you know he kept it all this time and also it's just it's always good to remember like and to reflect and be like you know you know we it's a good reminder of like what happened before and how we're grateful for where we are now and we're learning from where we were Mm -hmm. and that's a good reminder just to kind of have that um, Mm -hmm. to be glad you aren't in that place but at the same time be like we're learning from that place we've learned from that place um so I I I liked it I I was kind of like question myself on what I thought about it but then I was like you know what I think that's I think that's really you know beautiful Mm -hmm. yeah I agree I agree I thought I ended up with the thought that I was actually it was pretty romantic it was actually a very very romantic gesture um to to keep it and then give it and say like acknowledge you and I have done this before but you and I are starting over and we're going to, you know, kind of like all those super superstitions that they didn't want to see each other and all that stuff. You could almost imagine them saying, oh, get rid of that thing. You know, that was, that was the ring ring from a bad marriage. But he's like, (laughs) he's like, no, no, no. I'm taking the power out of that. Like here, this is, here it is again. Like you and I are in this again. So very romantic gesture, Mick. That that was super sweet. So good. Yeah. Very, very sweet. Okay, okay. What other couple should we talk about next? Who should we go to? Let's go to Connor and Margaret. Woo! Connor and Margaret. <laughs> yeah, those two. We really need, we really need something. Like there is so much chemistry, yeah. so much spice. Like, I'm like, please give us a spin-off with them, please. And then everyone can make cameos and guest appearances. It would be it would be great. Oh, it'd be also, so like, Movies with the oh. whole family, I think, would be great. But I also think them with the spinoff would also be oh. really They'd be magical. They have such a good relationship. Even as frosty as they were at the mm-hmm. beginning of this episode, that was, like, yeah. crackling, you know? He yeah, was like... Feel it. I was like, oh, no. I was like, no. <laughs> That's my favorite people, like, so, you know, not hostile, but just, like, yeah, I see, you know, yeah. each other. And I was just so sad. Yeah. Oh, yes. Oh, man. I so really quick, I read an article. It, it, I think they had interviewed FIFA. And I I wish I, I saved the link to the article, but they did an interview. 
they said that a lot of the things in the last two to three episodes of the season they've just packed like another season's worth into three episodes is essentially what happened and so um going into that and knowing that knowledge like having to wrap everything up with Connor and Margaret I am glad like all things considered I'm glad that they had their first fight (laughs) because things were going really well for them and it's almost like but you can't have a perfect perfect couple Mm -hmm. because that's not reality but then you're like well, they have to be, they have to be at odds in some kind of yeah. decent manner where it makes sense. That's not overdone. And I think this is the perfect way for them to have their first fight, which was the, the basically Connor steamrolled Margaret in the decision-making mm-hmm. process. And I think that's a really good argument to have because that can legitimate. happen. Legitimate. Legitimate argument. Mm-hmm. Very real argument that could certainly easily happen in, oh. any, in any firm. That's why I was like, this yeah. is great, like natural, mm-hmm. you know, argument. And I, I love the point she made. I was like, girl, I understand <laughs> what you're saying. When she was like, you know, Connor, like, I expect this at another firm. Mm-hmm. She's like, but I don't expect this, like, you know, from you. Like from oh. some other firm, I was like, that is so true. Like that was just such a really good, valid um, point, you know, and I was like, I was like, if I was there, I would be mad too. I totally understood. Mm-hmm. I thought it made sense. Um, yeah, I was totally okay with it. Mm-hmm. Like she said, they were two people, a two-person law firm versus the U.S. government. She's like, we're not just David and Goliath here. We are a bug on the windshield <laughs> of the car on the freeway. Like, we're, we have no chance here. What did you do? And she, it was so good how they, they argued very well that he was like, coming to her and and telling her saying with his words you know I'm sorry I won't do that again I shouldn't have done that but his actions you know like Mm -hmm. she she didn't forgive him too fast and she's like will you oh I hope you know Mm -hmm. like we'll see type of thing but then she because she's the curious and good lawyer that she is dug into that you know, he took the case. So she's got to do the work. And she dug in to the case. Smart girl that she is. She finds an answer. <laughs> I love that they let her find the answer, especially yeah. since every, you know, the whole argument. I was like, oh, yes, yes. Give her this so she can, you know, feel empowered and, you know, <laughs> have something to bring to Connor. And then they can, you know, yeah. about yeah. it. Hopefully. Now we didn't get a court courtroom scene, but we did get the, you know, the unearthing of the evidence and the figuring it out. And this is how she, she realized it was Byron Steigers who was probably doing the, um, um, the double crossing. He, all the illegal activity had to go through him first. And he was the one talking to the FBI. And so she's like, you know, I think we could win this. And Mm-hmm. he says we you know like, <laughs> and she said, yes. you're not just totally done with me <laughs> yeah. didn't you love too how he said you you might be right and she was like I am right yeah you know? <laughs> she was like no 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 maybe I am right she is yeah. a boss lady she's a boss oh, man. oh my gosh Hallmark please use Marisa Krauss all the time every movie every show I want to see her everywhere she's everywhere wonderful hundred percent agree with you on that and okay so 
we are really in tune with this show, I feel like, because one of us said that Keller was going to figure it out. And the other said that, what was the other thing predicted? Byron Stigers. You said that, right? Carrie. Yep. We said it. We said it. We knew we were like, okay, okay. I think we know where this is going. But it was still really fun in the discovery. It was like, oh, you know, we knew, we thought, we thought that would be it. And um, as far as their relationship and their happy ending, you know, a fight, the way they argued, I think showed um, a solid relationship, you know, that um, their professional their professional uh, relationship is off and running with, you know, they're probably going to go win this case and um, things, things are just good. I'm actually really glad that they didn't speed things up too much for Margaret and Connor and have him like propose or, you know, something extreme. That would have been been too much. Yeah. Mm -hmm. I think it was, I think it was perfect. Yeah. Me too. I do too. Again, we want a spinoff with these two. <laughs> and if you're not going to give us a spinoff, then at least give us Andrew Francis and Marisa Krause in a movie together. Yeah. Oh, wouldn't it be fun to see them play other characters even? That would yeah. be. That you would guys, be crazy. they are like, okay, let me tell, this is, let me just set the stage. Okay. We all love Hallmark here. There are certain like star couples that are on your radar. You're like, all of a sudden you see, so and so and so and so you're like yes like oh paul campbell and kimberly susted you're like yes okay here's my thing andrew francis and marisa cross they are the paul and kim okay they're like <laughs> pascal and cabin they yeah. are like all of these other people that you just pair up together uh nikki deloach and andrew walker i mean marisa and andrew the this is your jam right here hallmark okay you need to use them yeah. in your next series or whatever the case may be but y'all need to use these actors together they are dynamite yeah everything i didn't know i ever needed in my life (laughs) yes they're so 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 good together so So really see them and you guys should put them in a movie and then fief and mark can write it and it's it'll be great gonna be great (laughs) and use that girl who plays harper too because the i okay i you know time is of the essence right i really love the scenes where harper was with um keller o'brien she's just so fun yeah 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 Yeah, get her too she can be that person exactly that was really fun that was a fun dynamic fun dynamic i loved it well i thought that they were absolutely amazing they're definitely equal equally matched definitely let the battles begin is what they said at the end (laughs) of their um or the beginning of their relationship now um so they were fantastic why don't we go and jump to um abby and evan oh i don't know i always want i want to talk about everybody (laughs) let's talk about jess and david okay jess and david david is we finally get to see the David that I feel like we know mm-hmm. in this, in this episode is the David I know. Mm-hmm. He all season has just been so angry. He's been so confused. emotional, hurt. Out, hurt. Yeah. Mm-hmm. A lot of emotions. Yeah. So many emotions. And in this one, he's finally like, he's, he's happy. He's laughing. He's relieved. He's like, 
just like focused on Jess again. And he was like, just, ah, so sweet. So So sweet. Yeah. I love how he, I love how he just thanked her, you know, it's like, thanks for, you know, just being there for me and like helping me. And, you know, he's like, I know it's been like so much and that's just, yeah, having gratitude for your partner like that and like speaking it is so important. And so I just, I thought that was so, that I just thought it was a great thing he said because it was true. <laughs> and, yeah. you know, it's nice for, I'm no for Jess to, to hear that, you know, appreciation. So, yeah. yeah. So, so nice. Yeah. So he is relieved that Connor and Margaret found this evidence against Byron Steigers. He said he owes them a lifetime of home-cooked meals, which... <laughs> I was like, I will take that. <laughs> that's a good, that's a good fee. Okay. Connor was all over it. And so he's just like, woo, just, you know, ready to focus on Jess again, which is good. Because... <laughs> Gonna need some more focus time. <laughs> oh yeah. I did not see this one coming. You guys of all the things. I really didn't either. And I don't know why, yeah. I didn't, but I should have seen it coming, but I totally didn't. I was like, no they snuck it in they snuck this in we had this whole Jess am I going to be a good mom thing last season yeah that's mm-hmm. right yeah. So when I, said it, I was like that's right I remember mm-hmm. all the way to the last season so so it surprised you Casey oh a hundred percent it surprised me you know we went we we heard Jess and her fears about her being a good parent good mom and then, you know, I'm not really sure if I even want children. And, you know, it's okay. That's that's okay. Um, sometimes, especially for Jess, she's gone through trauma in her life with her mom leaving her. Like that leaves a big impact on somebody. And so just like all these different things for Jess, it, it's very understandable. Like, how, how can I be a good mom if I never had a mom figure in my life? Or my mom left, what if I do the same? You know, just these different things. And so in my, my thought process was, you know, we we're just going to leave Jess and David in a good spot. And then we started having this conversation and then I'm like, oh, wow. Okay. This really, this trial really showed us that she is a strong woman and she can do whatever her mind or wherever life takes her to. Um, And so I'm like, and then they're talking about like, okay, so you like want to start having kids like after, after the court case, after the winery, after the, all the things. And I'm like, Oh, okay. They're going to start trying, like, you know. And that's what I thought. <laughs> <laughs> trying, you know. And she's like, well, like, how about, no, let's sooner, you know, sooner. Like, like, how about sooner? <laughs> now? Like, right now? <laughs> He's like, ready to go. Right. Okay, right oh now. Oh, right my, now. oh, my gosh. Not the window. Shut down that deep BMB, you guys. The eagle point in is shut down. that was so cute and so funny he's like he was kind of like getting more and more excited and then she's like how about even sooner like whoa 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 I'm actually trying to tell you something here (laughs) and his emotion right away his tears got me like real tears I was so happy for them (laughs) so excited when she was like I took some tests eight of them (laughs) and they're all positive (laughs) oh they're oh, pregnant they're, oh. yeah I was I was just I was shocked I, I yeah. 
And yeah, and he was so happy. And I was just like, I was like, you carry. I was like, this is like the David of my heart. Like, mm-hmm. like just, just, just encourager, like, you know, cheerleader, like, yeah. so, you know, compassionate, kind, um, you know, just supportive. Um, and so, yeah, I just, I love that. I loved it. But he was ready to get to it. He, he was ready. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> he, was now. he was ready to go make it happen. <laughs> I love I love it I love that was the biggest shock I think this uh, well maybe this maybe this season for me I really like a lot of other of the other things I was like surprised you know but you can you can kind of tell but this one literally had me going yeah yeah (laughs) so it was just the perfect way to end for them you know just that things things are going well things are stable they are they were ready you know you just really had that sense that they were ready to now expand their family and and start a family I guess so um so happy for them they were just the cutest love it love Jess and David always have we always will Great couple. Um, Kevin and Sarah are just same, just ending in such a happy place, such a good place Mm -hmm. with um, baby Mickey, Johns Hopkins, you know, and just again, I feel like we saw the Kevin that we just love in this, Mm -hmm. in this episode, the original Kevin who wants his family to be happy and and together you know he was just so happy this this whole episode yeah he was mm-hmm. he he was I oh we, we just love Sarah and Kevin and I feel like this season looking back they didn't have their big their storyline was really the baby but I think they had such a big storyline last year that it makes sense that this season is a little lighter for them sure um yeah that's true they had like yeah. a storyline last season. Yeah. And, and I at think- the same time though, Kevin could really step up like, you know, all through Mick's um, admission of his um, drug abuse, mm-hmm. you know, Kevin really was, I mean, he just was, he was concerned about Mick and the narcotics. He was concerned mm-hmm. about Sarah and her pregnancy, you know, really kind of, you could see this passion for, for being a doctor and for helping mm-hmm. people in that way really develop over the course of the season. Mm-hmm. So he just, it was, it was a very small storyline short, mm-hmm. you know, but it was important for him. Yeah. 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 He is. He's so steady. The character of Kevin has been steady throughout all six seasons here. Yeah. Um, and he's like, he's the brother that you want, you know? Yeah. So. (laughs) And, you know, just like hot dad in a tie, you know, like if that's all, that's all you need from Kevin. Like one more shirtless O'Brien. Cause I was like, wow. Okay. (laughs) I don't think I've ever seen someone say, how do you like this tie? And I'm obviously I'm going to wear a shirt. I just don't want to get it dirty. (laughs) I know that was funny. That was and then they had more, you know, s- sexual jokes. Just this whole episode, I was like, oh, well, maybe I'll, you know, put it on later. <laughs> okay. That's cute. It cute, was- cute marriage. 
cute. They're just fun that way. <laughs> okay. <laughs> All right. Um, yes, love them. All right. Now let's talk about Brie and Luke. Brie and Luke. <sighs> okay. Brie and Luke. Brie O'Brien and Luke. Brie O'Brien. <laughs> Super surprised that he, you know, she calls him and um, he has checked himself out against doctor's orders from recovering at, from, in the hospital from this gunshot room, wound. Mm-hmm. She's like, where did he go? She doesn't know where he went. He's not answering the phone. And um, she's just like, oh man, this, I got to find him. You know, she's asking about him. Finally, he shows up at her doorstep on her porch and uh, says, hey, Sullivan has been telling me you've been asking about me. Sullivan, the parole officer, who again is doing these good deeds for Luke. I think their relationship has changed. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, so that conversation was so important. What did you think of that conversation, Anne? Uh, I was just like, Luke, I was just, I felt sad. And, yeah. and I just felt so sad that he, um, you know, sees himself that way and felt that way. And I was just like, um, I was like, Luke, I was like, please don't break our hearts. Like we want you and Bray to be together and um, you know it, that's what it, that's what a relationship is it's yeah. being together through highs and especially lows yeah mm-hmm. um, and I'm just like there's nothing wrong with you like yeah. you are a wonderful person you yeah. saved somebody you you when you went to prison you were literally trying to protect somebody mm-hmm. now you save somebody from this um, you know this robbery at the gas station and you know yeah like something this is really hard and I guess yeah. you know, it's drug or has some kind of issue and so I'm sure like being in that kind of pain and trying to you know, I don't know not take pain pills or whatever he needed to do will also be hard but it's like Luke like you're wonderful like I just I I don't want you to you know feel this way no mm-hmm. and and you you see his journey he was getting he was on such an amazing trajectory you know he's he's helping Mick and supporting Mick he's he's has this he's running the bridge you know he's really really definitely in love with Brie even though he didn't say it we all we all saw it and she felt it and he himself is like it almost took this thing to remind him he's bad luck you know to remind him like to of his um he just doesn't think highly of himself. I, he has ha- he's been really down on his luck, and um, he doesn't trust that things are going well. You know, things things are going to go badly. Um, so this was his turn to sabotage. His yeah. turn to sabotage their relationship. That's and very true. Yeah, he yeah. had to come up. She had to be the strong one. She yeah. had to say, "No, what we have is true. What we have is real, and it's like we have a connection." Mm-hmm. And um, it was probably good for someone else to sabotage something that yeah. she had to realize that she loved so much. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I will say this is the couple, or this is the scene I was talking about in the very beginning of our episode. Amelia Uluru literally crushed it with this scene. <laughs> Just the emotional heaviness of everything, the heartbreak, 
I, you know, again, looking back through the last six seasons, I feel like her character, the character of Brie has always been a little, like, she's been kind of like up and down, up and down, up and down, but we've never seen an emotional range from her. Yeah. Um, And I think that this was, this is perfect for Amelia to showcase again, like what she can do as an actor for these very emotional situations. And I really like that. I like that we were able to see that. I, w- I like that we were able to see her passion in it. Mm-hmm. And like, and as as Brie too, because, you know, Brie has been the sabotager of the relationships. And so um, usually it's been a, for her, it's like, okay, I guess we're done. And like, she just goes, but this time, like her heart was truly, truly in it. Like she yeah. loves Luke and for him to do this to her. Yeah. I mean, just the weight of that, it was so beautifully done. Yeah. Um, and both, I mean, even Steven Hussar, like you can see the tears welling up in his eyes. <laughs> and I was like, oh my goodness. I know he was trying to be strong. You know what I really loved? I thought it was such an olive branch, such a little gracious thing to say for her to say, you know, will you at least come to the wedding? You know, I think you owe Mick that much because it, she knew he wasn't just in, yes, he's in an important relationship with her, but he, he had become part of the family, especially someone very important to Mick. Mm-hmm. And so her acknowledging kind of very unselfishly, you need to be there for someone else and put herself aside. You know, can't you imagine old Brie being like, don't ever, I don't ever want to see you again. Don't even think about coming to the wedding, you know, kind of just like putting herself mm-hmm. first a little bit that mm-hmm. way. She really put herself aside, said, you have to you have to support my dad. You have to support Mick. Would you at least come to the wedding? And I think in a way, because the next time we see him, he is at the wedding, even after he said, I can't, I can't Mm -hmm. come to the wedding because that would be, that would be me coming back to you and back Mm -hmm. to your family, you know? Yeah. I, but I think that she needed to still extend that invitation for him to realize I, I can't push them away. I can't push Mm -hmm. Like, I'm a part of this family. I'm mm. a part of, I want to be a part of her life. And because it was the, the whole family who was wanting him in, you know, wanting to accept him. Yeah. Um, we saw that just through Mick, I guess. But when he comes to the wedding, I was like, oh, okay, Luke is a man of his word. I know what this means. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. He's yeah, I like I liked what he said to her. Yeah, I can't remember exactly what he said, but um, I liked what he said. You know, he's just like, you know, I want to, like, I want to be like in this, like with you. Mm-hmm. you know? and, and, and I'm just, I think we miss that as human beings. Like that's what a relationship isn't just about like being happy and having fun. It's really just the mundane and the, the highs and lows of life. I mean, that's what it is. Um, you know, just your best friend, somebody you want to be there, want to get annoyed yeah. every day and want to right. want to cheer you on and want to um, comfort you and want to encourage you. Yeah. And that's going to be good times and it's going to be not so good times. And yeah. that's just what life is. So I really like just yeah. how he kind of said, like, I want to, I want us to be in this together. Yeah. yeah. I, 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 I like that. I like that too. When I saw him there, I was like, oh, yes. Yeah. <laughs> and he needed to be at a place where he was able to choose something good for himself. And he saw that Brie is good for him. The O'Briens mm-hmm. are good for him. 
and he needed to say I deserve something good like this and he got there and Mm -hmm. I was really happy about that that was cool cool to see yeah yay Luke and Brie they worked it out (laughs) yeah good where she was the strong one oh I just loved it I thought that was awesome um okay now let's talk about Abby and Evan (laughs) (laughs) yes we've covered all the rest of them right there's (laughs) so many so many but they but we started out that was a huge question starting out season six who did Abby call what you know we still had Team J, Team Evan, who who are we rooting for here? Who is her happily ever after? Mm-hmm. And um, which was so cool, so funny how um, they brought that back around later when Jess says, Team Evan. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Team okay, Evan. That was funny. <laughs> so anyway, okay, anyway. I don't know. We have we have Mandrake who was fired still, but Abby loved that she offered him a job. Yes. yes you cannot you have to have mandrake so mandrake has to be erect okay he's wonderful i love him i'm so glad that you know that abby she really cares about him because i mean he's like always around like mm-hmm. you're basically ignoring him if you never talk to him which is rude really? and he's not like that so she always like offers him cookies and just talks to him <laughs> and evan's running off doing you know, avoiding situations. Really? I love how kind of Abby just kind of, you know, she's just kind of like, well, you can, you know, you can come work with, work for me. You know. Well, she's savvy businesswoman. She knows a good thing when she sees it. And she's mm-hmm. like, if he's foolish enough to let you go, then I need you. You're so capable. <laughs> <laughs> You're my right hand man, which was so cute to see. Um, you know, she said, did you hire Mandrake back or did you talk to Mandrake? And he's like, Evan says, uh, yeah, well, you know, he's kind of deciding between like <laughs> working for you or working for me, basically, is what that he That was said. funny. I like that. I did too, yeah. Well, we had just enough time in this last episode to get peel an- yet another layer, that last little layer to Evan and his backstory. Yes, yes. That can't, that was a curveball. I... I didn't see that coming at all, <laughs> like at all. Um, I was like, wow, that's a lot of, that's a lot of trauma to go through in one, you know, I mean, mm-hmm. five hour period, four hour, however long, I mean, from that to, you know, yeah. the accident, I mean, oh my God. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah. So the, from the abusive mom's boyfriend, uh, uh, like that's what drove the accident to the accident yeah yeah what led to the accident yeah that took his mom Mm -hmm. yes that was that was another one that was like okay we've just now fit like that was the final piece to the the evan puzzle yeah like yeah for abby too for abby too you know she didn't know this yeah and that's, I mean, that's like a huge trauma in his life. Yeah. That she needs to know. And, that, you know, mm-hmm. and it's just a piece that we need to know about his character and especially, yeah. you know, you know propose to somebody, spend the rest of your life with somebody you want to know, you know, um, you know, mm-hmm. the hardest thing that they've been through. Um, yeah. You knew, you know, about the accident and what happened. And, uh, yeah. 
he just has these a couple just very key moments in this um, episode for him. You know, he finally opens up fully to Abby and and to himself. He he finally gets it out. You get the sense that this is kind of like not a lot of people know this. Mm-hmm. Finally opens up to Abby. He has this great conversation with his um, biological father, John Ortberg. John, his name. <laughs> yeah. You're John, John Ortberg. <laughs> Who is it? You're John. Osterberg. John Osterberg. Osterberg. Yes, that's right. Osterberg. And um, he, they have a, a cute, they're, they're a lot more alike than they thought. Yeah. Yes. Yes, love yes, the yes, Chinese yes, yes. things, and even if you know, you flip over your kayak, <laughs> just the joy of trying something new. I was like, oh yeah, 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 yes. And the mannerisms, the mannerisms of the actor who played John was so perfect. Yes, I was like, okay, this man did his homework. Yeah, <laughs> just to mim- like the mimic the exact intonation as Robert Buckley's Evan so he's matching the intonation even the gestures even like even the way that Evan will just zone like he'll like squirrel to a totally different topic yeah you know you're in the middle of this conversation and you know you're like okay I guess we're talking about kayaking now like but it was (laughs) so good I loved it even the way even their clothes you know kind of just their simple simple clothes that they wore just that just a little light jacket type of thing and it I liked the fact that um, John never had, he had a happy marriage, but he never had had kids before either. And so he's not the only vulnerable one in this, in this new relationship. Mm -hmm. He's never had a son before. Evan's never had a dad before. They're a little more alike than they thought. I mean, I can just see them. I can see them doing well. Mm -hmm. They're they're going to do okay. And yeah, so, cause I just assumed, you know, that's usually how it is you know, the person comes from Florida. I'm like, okay, so he was in Florida, right? Yes. Um, so I'm sure he has like a wife and kids back there. And it's like, no, like his wife died and he doesn't have kids. Like he yeah. could totally move there and, so you know, and, you know, and then discover lots of new things, Chesapeake Shores and, yeah. you know, have a relationship with his son that he just learned about. Cause he doesn't even have like any other, you know, fan or, yeah. you know, immediate, immediate family. Um, yeah in Florida so I mean yeah yeah no I I loved that and that so so the conversation with Abby the conversation with John his biological dad the conversation with this with Mick who really challenges him on um you know time flies and don't be a workaholic basically you know is is what he's saying and then he's ready he's ready to buy another house on (laughs) Oh, that's a beautiful house. Oh, I know. Beautiful. Wow, on the water. Yes, please. His living room is gorgeous. I was like, wow. (laughs) Vancouver Island. Oh my gosh. So, so beautiful. Today's episode of the podcast is sponsored by W Rated, the podcast where we willingly watch the world's worst rated movies. 
Join me, Daisy. And me, Claire, as we break down the IMDb Bottom 100, choosing a different film from the list every episode. We take a deep dive into the plot, production, release and reviews, usually with a special guest to uncover if these films are truly as bad as everyone says they are. You can find us on Spotify, Apple, Good Pods and anywhere else you find your podcasts. So, so Casey, what did you think about that? Did you anticipate? I mean, yes, because we saw the preview. I was just saying, well, I'm single, that part every of single it. thing. Because <laughs> that's when I, I turned it off. <laughs> who made this preview? Who made this preview? Let's I know. <laughs> I, okay, had I not seen the preview, I probably would have seen it coming just because Chesapeake Shores has been a story from Abby's point of view yeah it started off with abby so it's gonna end with abby so i would assume that she would get her happy happily ever after yeah i i loved that it was simple i love that the proposal was just the two of them in their gorgeous new house i love that it was just you know it was very perfect you know it wasn't flashy And I think this shows the evolution of Evan Kincaid again. I think it just shows how, you know, he really cherishes this woman and how she feels about different things. And he's really scaling, learning how to scale things back and learning how to just keep it simple. We don't need all the fireworks and the mariachi bands and the flautists and the thousand dollar bottles of champagne and all the things. And I really appreciated that. I loved, I loved it. I thought it was so sweet. And I also loved their conversation about the house. Like, you know, oh, you know, Kate, Carrie and Caitlin will have a room and Gran when she visits. <laughs> what about Mandrake? Oh, he has an apartment above the garage. <laughs> yeah, I love that. Like He thought about everything. And that says a lot too. And uh, he was like, yeah. I thought, you know, maybe I would get like a live so-and-so and play another room, but, you know, I figured, you know, better not to do that. Just, you know, have some music. Playing. Yeah. <laughs> that like, was, that was perfect. You can see he's really settled into himself. He doesn't feel like he has to be this impressive in your face, big, you know, go big or go home. He is just, he just wants to be, and that's what, he said he wants to learn just how to be, but he is already. Mm-hmm. He's just, he's setting up for a good future. He loves her girls. He's thinking about, he's very, he's thinking family now and Mandrake's part of that family. Um, he's just such, such at a good place, mm-hmm. I thought. Yeah. <clears throat> and, you know, now that we know all of Evan's story, it kind of makes you wonder like, okay, did the accident, so all the things that happened with his mom, she had multiple boyfriends, they weren't all the greatest. So he's like shutting off, she's shutting himself off to people. Like he keeps the circles very close to him, probably because of all of that. And then having, you know, been abused by the mother's boyfriend, the mom taking them off for a drive, like they got out of there, mom get like, they get in an accident that's even more like trauma on him. So it's almost like you have to think about it from his perspective too. Like, did all of these things cause him to be such a 
closed off workaholic to become like this crazy billionaire who's very eccentric and very like, well, I guess you only live once because I mean, my mom didn't really get that chance. And so, you know, just being able to see the layers through Evan, because I will say like when they brought on a billionaire after having, after Trace Riley left the show, I was like, what? I don't, I don't get it, but okay, here for this. It's Robert Buckley. I mean, can't go wrong with Mr. Buckley here. But, you know, I, I like how we started from this very grand, obscure person. And we just kind of like, we really like peeled off the layers. We really Mm -hmm. saw who Evan is um, in his heart. And I think Chesapeake Shores does magic to people. I think it just breaks down those barriers um, so that they can just truly enjoy life and just live and love the people that they're they're with and um just you know just take it all in so yes that we saw it happen to everyone jess um mm-hmm. abby whenever you know abby came back and it happened to abby it happened to you know david he left that big that mm-hmm. big life in boston and came and just really found himself in chesapeake mm-hmm. shores um brie settled down luke settled down i mean like mm-hmm. connor you know comes back and opens mm-hmm. I mean, you are so right. There's something magical about Chesapeake Shores. It really, really just has that effect on people that maybe because it's a family and we see that 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 is Mm -hmm. one of the most important things that we have in life. One of our greatest gifts is family. But um, yeah, they really, really showcase that. Mm -hmm. Yeah. With Evan too, you know. Yes. Yes. And he said that he said, you know, family, your family is so important to mm-hmm. me. And um, I thought that was super, super, yes. super sweet. And as a spinoff hashtag team juice box, Jay, he got his, he got his girl. <laughs> we know he did. Juice box did fine. Upstanding citizen in Chesapeake Shores. Great teacher award. Best teacher award. Yeah, yes. <laughs> the or at least on the show, but he's still up there. Yes. Yeah. No, I, I have been won over to team Evan, you guys, there you go. Gotta say it. Um, shout out to the hairstylist. Um, I love it when they do, I call it, um, Robert's fluffy hot hair. I love it when they make it big like that. I like that. (laughs) That's more how it was on Wintry Hill. Um, so I like it when it's like that. Oh, so fun. I didn't notice specifically. It was a lot more like whatever. Yes, it, it was. It was the it wasn't color, like, like, like down. Yes. It's like, yeah. And I, I like it when it's like that. So cute. He was so cute. So cute. Well, you know what? I've got to say something about Abby too here because she, you know, her, Evan's not the only thing about her. You know, obviously we really are happy about um, who she ends up with and how and why. And he fits in so well with the family and Chesapeake Shores and good match for her. But one thing that really impressed me about her this whole season, season six, and then especially this last episode, Abby was so settled. Mm -hmm. She knew who she was. She knew who she loved. She knew, you know, her future's, planned out here for her. She's taking over this company. She's ready. Um, she is so at ease. She felt so at ease to me that um, she was in a place to really help the people that she loved the most find their ease as well, you know, mm-hmm. find their road as well. And that was Evan. She was very patient with him, but mm-hmm. she loved him. And she already told him that she loved him, you know, um, 
So I just thought this episode was so beautiful for her because life has just been so crazy. Mm-hmm. So busy, so crazy, so up and down with her love life, so up and down with her, you know, girls a little bit and um, the business. But she was so at peace and at ease this episode. Mm -hmm. Um, It was cool. It was cool Mm -hmm. to see. Yeah. Yes, she really was. Mm -hmm. She's in the right place. (laughs) She really was. Yes. She settled. Finally. (laughs) Yeah. Oh, there's a lot of a lot of stuff going on in the last season three or four Woo. I know, Whoa. I know. but to find that person that she said I love you and I like you and I think we all we all were in that place where we were like oh, we we do too Abby we love him and we like him I know. it was funny how she literally said that but I guess I guess that was a joke they had right mm-hmm yeah, that, that was, was a-, a joke before. That was that was a reference to something else, but we did not feel that about Trace necessarily. He was very polarizing character. We some people loved him, some people <laughs> did not. Oh, Evan, <clears throat> Evan, you find yourself loving him and mm-hmm. liking him, you know, just like yeah, that. So, that yeah. And I will, I will say, I have to say it again. I mean, the Jesse Metcalf made a choice to leave the show. I mean, for reasons that nobody knows. You can speculate all day long, but nobody really knows unless you are Jesse Metcalf or you work on the Chesapeake Shores cast. I know how hard it is for those of you who are book purists, because in the book series from Cheryl Woods, it is Trace and Abby. That's endgame. Yeah. You have, I mean, in this industry, I mean, when you're making a TV series and your lead quits for reasons only known to those working, you have to, you have to do what works. I mean, yeah. I am a book purist myself. I, I cannot stand it when a book really, or a series deviates completely from the book. Anne of Green Gables and Anne with an E, perfect example. Like Anne of Green Gables, the third movie, also another perfect example, because I am a book purist. I have to say though, you have to put watching this series you have to put that aside and you have to just watch it for what it is because I think they did a really great job incorporating a new character making him different enough than Trace so that you're not like oh this is just another this is a cop-out this is a copycat yeah yeah Trace yeah exactly Trace replacement um and just watch it for what it is just you know know that the books are completely separate and know that the this her last half of the series is also completely separate and just give it a try um because I know that's a lot of people's hang-ups it was you know Jesse Metcalf left, left the show well the books were Abby and Trace so how can we have another person but um I would say you know just just try it and you might be surprised especially if you do just you really have to just set the books aside and just watch it for what it is because it really is good storytelling I mean, they give the actors a lot to work with these last two seasons. I mean, in my personal opinion, um, and they really showcase that and they really elevated the show yeah, um, to something even greater than I had even ever expected. So just think of it as an alternate universe, like an alternate reality, like the, like, just think of it as like Abby's choose your own adventure. We'd like to take a second and thank our sponsor for this episode of the podcast. It's the Hallmarkies merch store. 
Are you looking for that perfect gift for the postable, hardy, or hallmarky in your life? What about getting that t-shirt or hoodie that will help you stand out at your next holiday party? Now is the time to check out the Hallmarkies merch store. Full of festive designs by artists like Jessica Miller, Carrie from Walmart Comics, and more. You can even have more than just shirts, but totes, cell phone cases, notebooks, mugs, and more. And it isn't just Hallmark. We have designs for Anna Green Gables, Man from Snowy River, The Nanny, and more. Every purchase at the merch store goes to help support the podcast and allows us to make the great content you know and love. There are frequent sales, so go to tpublic.com slash stores slash Hallmarkies or see the link in the description. That's tpublic.com slash stores slash Hallmarkies. It was really smart, like you said, Casey, how they made them so different. And I think that really helped, at least for me. I like that they made Trace and um, Evan's character really different. Um, you know, mm-hmm. it was kind of, and it kind of took the show in a different direction, you know. They had to, yeah. Because yeah, Evan was more like with the family and Trace was more isolated from the family. Like they didn't have a lot of scenes together. And so mm-hmm. it kind of changed the whole show in a way because the characters were so different. Um, which You're I, right. The way it went, the way, you know, the way that it ended up going. I, I really like that, so. You're so right. That's awesome. I totally agree because Trace was so isolated from the family yeah, you didn't get those family moments, those togetherness, the which we really got with Evan, you know, as he started yeah. to be incorporated into the family more. And um, I love that. Let's talk about these last, they were probably the last maybe 15 minutes of the whole episode. It was this beautiful wedding, this wedding that happens at the B&B for a $100 family rate. <laughs> <laughs> which is so cute and the girls walk mom down the aisle basically as um well like in front of her but as her bridesmaids the boys come around dad as his groomsmen and And carrie and caitlin are the flower girls and carrie and caitlin are the flower girls you just get this like they're they're together this is the ultimate parent trap and it took six seasons but it's the ultimate (laughs) parent trap you know get our divorced parents back together again and so beautiful barbara niven i mean wow she is so stunning i mean stunning i mean she's always stunning like in every hallmark movie she does but she looked so amazing. Mm-hmm. They did a great job with her hair and her jewelry. And she just, she looked in love and happy and excited. And I mean, that was her acting, but um, you know, she just, you know, you could feel, I could feel like, oh, this is my ch- second chance. Oh, I'm so excited. Oh, I can't wait. Oh, mm-hmm. this is going to be great. Like I, like that was when I cried, like I'm getting teary eyed now. I was thinking about it. Like when she was walking down the aisle and they did said their vows, I, I started to tear up. I was like, oh my gosh, like I, <laughs> it's so beautiful. Like a rekindling of this is so, so beautiful. Um, mm-hmm. Oh, wow. Yeah. I do think that they had, they said some really beautiful things to each other during their vows. They didn't really vow anything to each other, but they just mm-hmm. spoke words of like life and, and love over mm-hmm. there, over each other. And um, that was really, really precious. I thought that they, 
I don't know. I thought that they were, it was the perfect short wedding, Mm -hmm. the shortest little ceremony. Let's get to the party. (laughs) That was funny. Yeah. I love it. You're not going to have any like special music or anything, but this is sweet little, sweet little moment. Yeah. You also caught a glimpse of some cameos in there. We did. We sure did. I snapped a photo and sent it over to you, Casey. The head writer himself, Thief Sutton, in the um, congregation or the as on the guest list there, yes. right next yeah. to me. That was so funny. Yeah, and the producer was the um, the officiant. The officiant, yeah. Yeah. Oh, yes. Dan Paulson. So yeah. good. That's- that was good. I bet that was fun for them to like actually mm-hmm. be on the other side of the screen. Yeah. 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 Definitely. I love that. Um, we have this great iconic ending after the wedding. Everyone's sitting around the, the campfire right behind or right to the side of their the home on Chesapeake Shores and they're happy they're toasting they're saying these great things they're teasing each other I mean it was so O'Brien-esque it was exactly what I wanted from this episode and how to end it I was like this is perfect Mm -hmm. just perfect yeah and I got my montage yes oh I just love a flashback montage I mean I know it's like the cheesiest thing I don't care I want it every time (laughs) every series finale I always love it because you're just reminded of how much growth there was just how Mm -hmm. many great moments and just how much love and care and family Mm -hmm. and oh and you saw Diane Ladd I mean um, you know grand grand and um you know she's yeah I just love I love that and I loved how the song they used for the montage was a slower song of home and I'm like first so good it was so perfect I also want to know who who did the cover for it I would like to also add that to the Chesapeake Shores playlist on Spotify idea um but I loved how it was the perfect the the music was perfect for the ending because it was like yeah we're all home yeah we're coming home because in the beginning season one episode one everybody's coming home yeah mm-hmm. everybody's like coming from different places to go yeah. home because Grin gets sick and now it's like and that's like you know the upbeat like okay we're going home yeah okay and now we're ending it and it's like that slower more nostalgic sweet, sweet like let's take a look back at the journey yes that was that was beautiful and so necessary and something I didn't know that I needed or or wanted until it was happening and I was like thank you thank (laughs) you I wanted to see these moments of by season by season basically I mean I have to go back and look but um just these that's where they came together that's where they acknowledged we are important to each other we got to figure something out or you know, let's celebrate each other. And ah, that was so, so beautiful. And what they did really well here, I thought in this last scene is that 
they gave us that little glimpse. You know, we know Jess and David were pregnant, but the O'Briens didn't know. Mm -hmm. We know, you know, Abby and Evan were engaged, but the O'Briens didn't know. And so they had, each person had their last kind of say, Mm -hmm. you know, their last little line and their last little say. And um, it was such, just such a happy moment. And Mm -hmm. even the significant others were acknowledged and like, you know, there's papers to sign if you want to be part of this family, (laughs) Luke, Margaret, you know. (laughs) Yeah, that was sweet. Yeah. Yeah. That they got to acknowledge them, you know, specifically, Mm -hmm. um, you know, Margaret and um, Luke. Um, Yes. They're just in a newer relationship, not, you know, engaged or anything yet. I thought that was sweet. They they also said something about that. Yeah. 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 How about Um, Mick tearing up? I know. Okay. That was what got me all like misty. And I was like, yes, I know. (laughs) I I agree with you. Whenever he like gets emotional or like is like tearing up, it just makes me, I just, I I mean, I was like, didn't bubble over, but like my eyes were getting glassy and I was like, oh, (laughs) not again. I know. I just cried (laughs) at his wedding and now here I am about to cry. Uh, I want to know is this I want to know if this was the last scene they shot mm. I would love to know that or was it shot uh, like or was the wedding the last scene they shot I would love to just know like the dynamics there because I feel like I mean it had to have been one of at least one of the last few scenes shot just because when each of them are giving their speeches it was it felt personal to me mm-hmm. It didn't feel like actors just spitting out words on a page because they had to. It, it really did feel personal, like <clears throat> each person. Um, so, you know, when Mick gave his speech, like it was personal for treat. You know, it was like his last, literally his last speech for the show to the family and like well, even you are family. Yeah. yeah. Able to uh, acknowledge like this has been a really hard year for him. You know, it started out with his heart attack and mm-hmm. and even him. Yeah. Just being able to just kind of really personalize it and mm-hmm. say, this is the journey I was on this year. And you guys were with me. Yeah. Um, was really precious. Yeah. And I meant actor wise as an actor, it like, it felt personal for me, like from the actor standpoint, oh, like, yes. you know, like not just from the character, but from like the actor, like the actors are giving their final speeches. That because- would be good to know. Like, yeah. Was it the final? Was yeah. it the actually yeah final the final shoot mm-hmm. um you almost think it was because of the sunday afternoon and week you know promo that they were running that said hey chessies you know watch us watch the season finale tonight everyone's in their wedding clothes oh you're right yeah that i mean it makes sense to be and it was was it like dusk mm-hmm. dusk uh, and then the you know the wedding was so i mean i mean they could shoot it the day before then do the wedding the afternoon i mean yeah, yeah. kinds of crazy stuff but it would be interesting to know so yeah Mark, so good. You listening yeah. let us know was this <laughs> the last scene they're saying goodbye to all their castmates co-stars so nice. literally uh, <clears throat> i took a i took a picture of the <laughs> took a picture of the last scene with oh. them all together and then it was like the Chesapeake Shores in the background and I'm like I don't know what I'm gonna do with this picture but I like <laughs> I can't resist do taking it I have to I screenshot on my phone <laughs> oh yeah so 
Yeah. And each, I mean, each speech was so perfect for the character and for the actor. I mean, yeah. all everybody was tearing up. Yes. I mean, even Kevin a little bit was like, you know, I don't think I can really do this. I'm just going to make a joke and sit down. <laughs> <laughs> That was perfect. Cheers. Well, that's well, that was what I was meaning. Where you know, Kevin is like he was so happy this episode, and it was almost like he's just happiest when everyone around him, when his family's around him, and they're happy and things are going well. He is able to like ah, like loosen up, crack a few jokes, you know, just be the brother, yeah, be Mm -hmm. the fun big brother, yeah. So, uh, well, it's, well, we hope that some way, somehow we will see, you know, a couple of Chesapeake Shores, you know, movies. Yeah. Or we keep saying you should put Margaret and Connor in a spinoff. Uh, <laughs> be really great. Or please put them in a movie. But um, yeah, it was, it was a good, it was a good finale. It was. It was. It was a good finale. I don't think it could have been any less. I would have been disappointed. Any more, I would have been completely overwhelmed. You know, to squeak to do anything else. This was just like I said. They they set the right tone, hit the right chord. Like they they just knocked this out of the park and makes me want to go back and watch, yeah. if not all of them again. <laughs> at least our favorite seasons five and six <laughs> and <laughs> makes me want to go back and, and watch some of those just kind of relive those awesome fun moments and um this was just a good season it was, it was. a very good season mm-hmm. very very well done lots of ground covered lots of character growth lots of relational growth lots mm-hmm. of i mean it's just so much packed mm-hmm. in like i just yeah yeah. 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 I don't think it's I don't think it's an odd thing to hope for movies or any any other something with Chesapeake Shores. Like you said, Casey, they've done that before when yeah. there's a, a especially a fan base that really wants it and really mm-hmm. follows. And um I think they were trending on on Twitter and had had great numbers all season mm-hmm. um, very very consistent solid numbers too i mean usually series tend they tend to start off high and then they just dip and they just keep going down and this one like when i was checking the ratings it was very consistent and in the last two it increased i'm sure to, when i check tomorrow i'm sure it'll be even higher um yeah maybe yeah. than last week it's like 1.5 or or five or something mm-hmm. yeah. yeah it's like 1.3 like yeah like the whole almost the whole season I mean like very consistent very yeah. consistent yeah very and I hope it's something that they're very very proud of very pleased with it seems like it it seems like everyone was very proud of their work on yeah. just Shores. really really mm-hmm. finishing on a high note is a wonderful thing in this mm-hmm. business <laughs> yeah yes yes finish yeah. on a high note leave them wanting more yes yeah i think too i think the last two seasons also really showcased you know i'm gonna say it again they really showcased the actors um for like it it did take me a little bit by surprise where like mixed storyline was really heavy but if you think about it 
the rest of the season was not really felt like we never really got anything from Mick's storyline until now. And I think with when you have somebody who is extraordinary, such as Treat Williams, who is a legend in the acting world, I mean, you have to give him something yeah. to work with. And I think they finally gave him something that he can really just showcase himself and like he's treat williams like you don't just write treat williams into like a side role and just be like okay you're gonna be a dad okay like okay. <laughs> you're gonna be a workaholic dad and we're just gonna you know send you off you'll just show up here and there i mean they really built him up like season five i think they really built his story and then they gave him a really good solid story for <clears throat> for this and he does you know he honestly deserves that yeah. um being who he is um and then all all the rest of the actors too um you know just being able to showcase even the girls like we had Caitlin and Carrie and their little storylines which is pretty you know that's great for them as they're budding um actors and becoming young adults and everything and we kind of watch them grow up through the years and you have um like Andrew Francis and his character I mean you really saw the dynamic growth in him starting off with like him and his terrible attitude from season one and just how he grows and how he matures and how he feels becomes more confident yep. and you have Jess who is also just like this very scared and flighty kind of girl and you just kind of see her evolve and you see her become a really strong and confident woman as you know five and six progress with her and her relationship with David um and then with Brie um you know I think that Brie's always been an interesting character for like from my point of view because she is the artist she's the writer you know she's also middle and so I think you know for a little bit there in the series she was almost like Jan Brady <laughs> in a sense where she was like we focused so much on Jess and David and the stolen boyfriend because I mean we thought David was going to end up with Brie but it's all good and then we have Abby and all her relationship troubles and then you have Brie who's like stuck in the middle because you know and I think that this you know this especially this last um episode really show like let Amelia showcase what she can do on an emotional range I mean yeah because through the series it was just like very like consistent and then you know Megan Ori is amazing as always and I think um for Abby it just let her relax Abby was able to relax for once I mean yeah. it was always so much angst and so much frustration with Abby and all her, yeah. like, her relationship trouble and now you know we have Evan who's completely different and who challenges her in a completely different way which causes her to be like I know they like really mesh really well and so um yeah I mean like looking back through the entire series I mean it ended they really ended on a high note I think they just they gave every character a really good um arc and I think they also gave the actors really good material to work with um and you know I think that's why I think that's why a lot of us are wanting some more Chesapeake Shores you know um right and that's 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 it, amazing it's really why we've had oh such so consistently been interested and had so much fun recapping these shows mm -hmm. honestly what's why the three of us we could analyze these shows to death but really because we enjoy them we we love them they're interesting these stories are, are so so good and we've had tons of fun on Chesapeake Chats just recapping which has led to connections with 
you know, the writers and um, a, a chance to interview some of the actors and Andrew Francis and Marisa Krause specifically. And, you know, hopefully it'll open doors for um, for a little bit more and hopefully a little bit more Chesapeake chats coming at at you, you know, if, if people have um, listened to this and really enjoyed it as well. But um, it's fun to have a show you like. It's fun to have a show you connect with people on. And, um, you know, life life is fun. And so we just, we've been really happy to do this. It's just been really, really great. I know. I'm going to miss recapping the shores with you guys. <laughs> oh, no, I know. It's going to be sad. We, we won't, you know, know. be uh, time to be like this. Well, unless we get something, then we'll be very excited to return. Yes. Yes. Oh, well, hopefully this won't be the last you hear from us on Chesapeake Chats, but definitely, definitely watch the show. Go back in the Hallmarkies archives and watch our recaps and enjoy these with us. There are other people who are recapping Chesapeake Shores as well, who are interested in Chesapeake Shores that um, we say go for it, you know, listen and enjoy what they say also about um, Chesapeake Shores and everything that hallmark this hallmark series has brought you um girls it's been fun <laughs> it been. i'm really sad i like yeah talking with you guys no have to, you know get together and talk about uh, something else sometime something else. <laughs> something else to say yes well, or we can have, you know, a Chesapeake Shores Thanksgiving movie that I've been pitching for years. Yeah, yeah, we should do that. That's a perfect family for a good Thanksgiving, you know, kind right. Of some, right. You know, crazy stuff going on. Yeah. yeah. So I mean, we, we could try and pitch more ideas. I mean, like, like you really need some ideas for more Chesapeake Shores. I mean. <laughs> We could be, we'll pitch the ideas and be your biggest fans. How about that? That'll be, that's what we'll do. But Casey and Anne, where can people find you on social media? You can find me on Instagram and on Twitter at Casey underscore underscore Simpson. Mm-hmm. And you can find me at AWE Scott 21 on Twitter and Instagram. And come on over to Instagram to find me at Hallmark Comics. That's Hallmark underscore comics. Uh, sometimes I'm not super active on my, with my comics anymore, but I am on there to interact with all these Hallmark awesomeness that is uh, all over Instagram. So um, who knows? Maybe I'll pick up the comic strip again. At some I point. think you should. Now you should do Chesapeake Shores comics. I know. I, mean. yeah. I, know. I thought about it. I'm like, <laughs> what should I do about Chesapeake Shores? So um, anyway, we uh, have loved doing this with you all. Thank you so much for listening to our recaps. Thank you for um, leaving comments. And um, that just really adds to our enjoyment of, of the show as well, that we do here on the chats. And uh, follow Hallmarkies podcast all over social media so you don't miss any other great content we cover um we cover everything on hallmark channel and heading into the christmas season we are here for you if you ever wonder if anyone is here for you hallmarkies covers everything (laughs) everything (laughs) christmas it's the biggest part of our whole year so we will have all the previews all the recaps all everything things everything 
Everything. But definitely thank you to everyone who was involved in the Chesapeake Shores project and uh, for bringing us such a great quality show um, that has been so much fun. Um, all right, everyone, we will see you later. Thanks for joining us. Bye. Bye. Bye.